So as you know, people are getting those stimulus checks and people have looked at Congress and how they passed the law. Everyone's calling and asking, hey, you deferred this or you deferred that. People are thinking that they don't have to pay their rent. In the studio, well, our virtual studio, we have uh, one of the top landlord and tenant coaches in the country, Carissa Spam. Carissa, welcome to Always Real Talk. Kwame, thank you so much for having me here on your platform at Always Real Talk. I'm excited to be with you today. Hey, well, we're excited. I know that, you know, you probably have been getting a lot of calls. I know that I've been following you. you you're you on all the time talking about landlord and tenant issues. Uh, but more importantly, let's just jump right into it. I was walking down the street with a mask and my gloves, by the way, and I was in the grocery store and someone was saying, you know, you don't have to pay your rent. You don't have to pay your rent. So people were saying, thinking that they don't have to pay your rent. What is the skinny? Do people have to pay their rent? What is this deferment that was passed by the federal government? What does it mean? That's a great question. I've been getting a lot of those questions as well, Kwame. But the biggest thing is, as pertains to tenants paying rent, the rent is actually still due. And although there is the stimulus from the government to try to get finances into the families who are impacted by COVID-19, there is no law, there is nothing in place that is telling any tenant from what I've seen, especially in the District of Columbia, not to pay rent. So rent is still due. However, families who are impacted by um, COVID-19 who are not able to pay their rent, then there's certainly you know some, some cushion for them. But for tenants who are still able to pay their rent, we are definitely encouraging tenants to pay their rent. Now, so right now, if you are a um, tenant and you or oh, your job is you know, one closed, you are not working from home, or you have lost your job and you're unemployed at the time, um, and there has been discussion that you can have your, can your rent be deferred for 90 days? I know the District of Columbia and others have passed additional laws saying that if you are a tenant, I know you can't, what is it, you can't be evicted? Is that what it is? Or you is that walk us through what the difference between not being able to be evicted and do you or do you not have the ability not to pay your rent for 90 days? So here's the thing. Again, the rent is still due, although there's this stimulus package. If a I'm sorry, if a tenant is unable to pay their rent, number one, here's a tip that I give all of my tenants. Contact the landlord to let them know that you are impacted by COVID-19, that you are without the ability, the financial means to pay your rent, right? And you want to communicate with the landlord to let your landlord know the situation. Because by not paying the rent, the landlord doesn't necessarily know that you're out of income. All they know is money isn't coming in. So number one, communicate. Keep the line of communication open with your landlord. Um, as pertains to evictions, tenants are not being evicted. As a matter of fact, the courts are not even open. They're not hearing cases for non-payment of rent. So nobody will be evicted during this time, but still communicate with the landlord so that the landlord is aware of what your intentions are. Because although the rent may not be paid at this particular time, the rent is still due. Okay, so for our audience and our listeners out there, your rent, even if you defer it for 90 days, according to what has been passed, at the end of that 90 days, 
if you're a renter, it doesn't go to the end like a mortgage. Some people are saying that the mortgage, you have a couple of options. One option, it could be due at that 90 days. Two, it could be put on to the end of your mortgage. Um, and then some are saying that you can pay a little bit more in your mortgage at a time to get caught up. If you are a renter, do you have to pay that at the end of the 90 days? Are there any other options that you may know out, know about? So a lot of landlords are now looking into um, entering into repayment agreements with tenants. Unfortunately, with the tenancy, it's not the same as being a homeowner. You can defer the payments or add it to the end of that, that loan term. As a renter, you're still responsible for that particular contract, so that contract term. Okay, so if the contract is up, that lease is up, let's say in one year, you might not have an option to add it on the end of that lease term. So there's some gray area here that has not really been covered as it pertains to renters. So, but one of the things that I would strongly recommend um, when tenants are looking to enter into a repayment agreement, or landlords are looking, looking, you know, to have that repayment agreement made and signed by the tenant. They want to make sure that it's something feasible and financially, you know, um, possible for the family to pay because 90 days may not be enough. Okay, here in the District of Columbia, we know that all rent are not all rent amounts are not necessarily affordable. So let's say, for instance, you have a monthly contract rent of two thousand dollars. And a family is out of work. Maybe they're laid off. Their contract has been terminated. They've been furloughed, what have you. Okay, so the rent is two thousand a month. That landlord is still looking for the rent to be paid at some point. So one of the things that I do is I tell tenants, look at when they are able to return to work. We don't know when that's going to be because we don't really know how long we're going to be in this situation. Right. So if they are out of work. They can't pay their rent for, let's say, three months at two thousand a month. That's six thousand dollars. Is it possible for that tenant to pay the total due within 90 days? Is that realistic? Well, so I, I'm I, I, and I understand that. And let me interrupt you. But let me ask you a question. At the end of the 90 days. Is that the total amount? Like you said, it's two thousand dollars a month. And at mm -hmm. the end of the 90 days, it's six thousand. That's that's owed and we, we, the coronavirus has been lifted. Is that not $6,000 due at that time if you are a renter? And if you don't pay that $6,000 at that time, right? And that would be mm -hmm. 6,000 plus whatever your rent is that month, right? So it could be 8,000, right? Absolutely. Okay. Can, can the landlord then take you to court for that money at that time? You know, we haven't, heard much on the guidance as retained to the legal aspect of it, which is why I'm encouraging repayment agreements. But can the landlord force that tenant to pay the total due at the end of the 90 day days? The answer is absolutely not. The landlord, the owner cannot force the tenant to pay something that they obviously don't have at the expiration of that 90 days. But I, I do understand that the courts are encouraging landlords to work with the tenants. Again, they are not able to file court documents. They're not, they're not doing evictions at this time and they are discouraging late fees. So what will be due is the rent and the rent only. And the rent and the rent only. And I know in the district of Columbia, they have, 
after the 90 days, they've just passed a, the, a legislation yesterday, the city council, to extend it another 60 days, and then they can negotiate how those payments will be will be made. Now, that is for our renters, for those people that are renting um, and you wanted to get some ABC answers to you know, what the obligations are. Let's talk about many people in the District of Columbia that are actually landlords. Uh, they have, you know, mm -hmm. bought property and they're renting out property. Um, what is their obligation to the person that is actually leasing or renting from them uh, that decide that they can't pay because they lost their job or for whatever reason? Um, what are their obligations to their tenant? As an owner of rental property, their obligation is to still make sure that the home the rental property is decent, safe, and sanitary. So what does that mean? And although we're dealing with COVID-19, even if the tenant is not paying rent, landlords and owners are still obligated to make necessary repairs. And so one of the things that I've also given some of my clients is uh, a, um, a spreadsheet, just, just going over the emergency. So what is an emergency? And so I've, I've given a little guidance on what emergencies are because we still must protect ourselves as housing providers and landlords. So I have a list of just just to give some sort of guidance on what emergencies are and let the tenants know, listen, I'm here as a landlord. Please let me know what repairs need to be made and also communicate to the to the tenant so that they will know that repairs will be made only if they are emergencies. Great. And what are the, some of the common um, non-emergencies that tenants think that are emergencies that landlord has to uh, affix, right? There, there's some things that are obvious, right? Plumbing and, and stuff like that. What are some of the things that you've run into or you've heard or you've advised clients um, that were non-emergencies that some people may think is an emergency? Well, there is a there's a actually an extensive list of non-emergency repairs. So, for instance, a tenant may call to say, oh, well, my screen fell out the window. That's not an emergency. Landlords are not obligated to come out to risk themselves or a contractor to come and replace the screen. I received a call today, a tenant. We provide pest control services in our rental property. So the tenant calls, she says, well, Carissa, I have a dead mouse in my kitchen. And I had to apologize to her. Unfortunately, that's not considered an emergency. So it's just those sort of things. The, the kitchen knob fell off the cabinet. You know, right. that's not an emergency. And, that, and that's, a, that's important to talk about, right? Because now with the coronavirus, if in fact you're a landlord and um, are you as a tenant obligated to let your landlord know if, in fact, someone has been affected uh, by Corona that lives in the unit with you. I mean, is are there any uh, laws related to that, or you know what I mean? Like, so if I'm renting out a piece of property and someone does have the coronavirus, uh, have been diagnosed with the coronavirus, are they obligated to let me know, and am I obligated to do something about it? That's a great question. Tenants are obligated to let the landlord know if they are impacted, if they have been quarantined, if they have been tested positive for coronavirus. That's important because when we are aware of that, 
we cannot enter the premises because we risk being impacted as well. Um, and we definitely don't want to put anyone in harm's way. So yes, it is required and tenants are required to let landlords and contractors know if anybody in the household has been impacted or has tested positive or has been quarantined for coronavirus. So if I'm a landlord, and this is this is really good information. That's why you are one of the number one coach, <laughs> uh, tenant landlord coaches in the country. Um, if I'm if I am renting out to a tenant, and I live upstairs and a tenant lives downstairs, right? Mm -hmm. And I actually get the coronavirus, so I have to quarantine. Am I obligated to find that tenant another location until everything's clear with me? Or if I am an apartment owner and I have three, four units and one person gets it, am I obligated to move everyone out of that unit into another comparable place until it's quarantined? Only if it's only if it is a shared facility where you have a room and a house. Okay. But if it's separate, if it's se separate units, they, they have not in contact with anyone else, then they are within their rights to remain in their home. And landlords are not obligated to have to relocate those other tenants. But if it's a room and house, if they're sharing rooms, sharing common spaces, they come in contact with each other frequently, then, yes, the okay. owners would be yeah responsible for making sure that the situation is healthy for everyone in a household. And I take it that the owner's obligation could possibly be, and this is a question, to make sure that the the hallways and stuff like that is 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 quarantined and cleaned if in fact they know that someone actually has uh contacted the the coronavirus within an apartment building. That's correct. That's correct. Um and then a tip also to landlords and owners is to encourage um Encourage everyone to just make sure, especially the common areas, the stairway, the railings and the hallway, light fixture, everything is wiped down and clean, disinfected, Lysol, because all of that minimizes. It may not 100 percent reduce, you know, or eliminate, but it will definitely minimize the exposure or contaminating someone who has a compromised system. Well, absolutely. Well, once again, look, thank you so much uh, for coming on, sharing some really, really good nuggets here. Uh, everyone's dealing with this in, in, in whatever way they are. We are praying for everyone and their families. Let me just say, I hope that you and your family are fine. My prayers are that you guys can continue to, to make it through this uh, epidemic that we see this, this clearly all over the world. Uh, but this is some good information. Where can we find you? I am online at carissaspan.com. You can also reach me by way of email at carissaspan at gmail.com. All right. There you have it. It's on the screen. Let's make sure we reach out to her. Once again, we have in the our virtual studio the number one tenant, tenant landlord coach in the area. Thank you so much, Carissa. And uh, we look forward to having you back. Thank you so much for having me, Kwame. All right. Fill out the census form. Most of you online, you're watching me right now. Go online, fill out the census form if you haven't already. If you got it in the mail, fill out your census form. Send it in. You know why it's important? Because everyone deserves to be counted. No use complaining if you're not filling out the form and you're not being counted. If it's always real talk, you know it's going to be real. <laughs>